0: Hello everyone and welcome to That's a Dumb Rule Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, today we're talking about another rule in baseball. We're talking about the disengagement rule. So from what you've told me, this is a new rule that's going to be tried out this year, Mm -hmm. is it? Yep. Um, Which I'm excited to kind of hear a little bit more about it. I've heard some stuff, but I'd love a full walkthrough.
1: Okay, so the disengagement rule has to do with the pitcher. And what disengagement means is that when the pitcher is ready to pitch, they put their foot on the rubber. Disengaging means that you take your foot off the rubber. And one of the rules in baseball is if you're a pitcher and you are going to, let's say, throw over to first base because a guy's got too big of a lead or something like that, you want to keep him close, you have to step off the rubber. In other words, you have to disengage with the rubber before you throw over to first. Now, the rule is and again this all has to do with baseball trying to speed up the game right <laughs> so the rule says the pitcher can only disengage twice during an at-bat okay so guy comes up to bat he might see i don't know five six seven pitches but within those seven pitches the pitcher can only step off the rubber twice and, and either to reset himself maybe he The catcher gave him a sign he didn't like, whatever. You see that happen. Mm -hmm. Or maybe he throws over to first base or third base or keeps the runners close, right? Pitchers can't just sit there and throw over to first base all day. Um, They want them to have a limit. So that's what this is about. Now, the problem is they can actually disengage a third time to throw over to first base. I'm just using first base as as an example, but it could be any base. But... They have to get the guy out. He has to record an out. If you <laughs> if you disengage the third time, if you don't, then the pitcher is charged a buck. Wow. So there's a lot going on with this new disengagement rule. And I think it really hasn't gotten a lot of attention because the big rules for this year, the pitch clock, obviously, the shift rule that they, they basically put uh, put the kibosh on Mm-hmm. And things like that. But this is a big one for pitchers. Because <clears throat> let's be honest, you have some pitchers who will step off all the time yeah. um, to throw off the batter's cadence, maybe to throw out a first base, to reset himself. A lot of pitchers will do that. You can't just do that whenever you feel like now. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'd be charged a box. So it's a, big, it's a big rule that isn't getting a lot of attention, and I think it's going to be an issue. I really oh, do. Really, Yeah.
0: This is like... One of the mothers of rules where you're like, how are fans are going to keep track of this? And if an umpire loses his spot or a pitcher loses his spot, they're going to go
1: crazy. <laughs> how many times did I step off? Yeah. yeah like, right. okay,
0: two. Did, how many pitches has it been? It, like, it's a lot of math right, for one rule. But I think the intentions are pure. You know, we've all been to those games in person or watching where the pitcher, for whatever reason, is just, he believes he can get first base out. Right. or he can cut right. that run off and save mm-hmm. himself an error or you know, just anything. Yes. Um, so I get it. I, I guess I'm more curious, though, from your perspective as a baseball fan, because I don't get to watch baseball as much as you do. How do you feel about this? So um,
1: what I feel is the, the main reason pitchers will step off is because they want to keep a runner close from not getting too big of a lead. Now, as a general uh, observation, stealing base the art of stealing bases has gone way down in baseball you just don't see guys stealing anymore no, i mean you all. really don't so i don't think that the impact of this is going to be as much uh we w- this won't have as much of an impact as it would have say 10 or 20 years ago when okay. when ricky henderson and all those guys yeah. are stealing like crazy yeah
0: They're, the speedsters the
1: speedsters so i get how you if you're a pitcher you want to catch the catch the guy on first base sleeping you know Try to get him picked off. Totally get that. That's that's a great part of the game. But I don't think. Um, I, I think it would have had a bigger bigger impact many years ago. All that said, I do like it. I do like the fact that a pitcher, you can't just step off whenever you feel like it yeah. and and prolong make the make the yeah not, you know game go on and on and on and on. So. Yeah,
0: it it does make me. And maybe this isn't. This is just because I've been watching a lot of documentaries lately. But when we go over rules like this as we bring them up, it makes me wonder, does it change kind of the mentality of great players? Like, for example, what I mean by this is, was Nolan Ryan always thrown over to first? You know, there's this right. th- these kind of things that you go, all right, but when I think back, like the greatest ones... Did they ever really have to do it? Right. Or is this protecting the, the, no offense, but the little guy here, right? right? These guys that are just trying to use every advantage they can to stay in the league. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's at least what stands out to me here is kind of, who does this rule help? Who does this rule hurt? Because it doesn't really feel like it helps stars. And it's protecting the, the guys that are a little more vulnerable. But maybe I'm just going in a direction that's purely from a basketball sense right now. I think I think you're right. I think the the star power
1: pitchers they don't care about this. They don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say they don't care about the runners on first base, but one of the reasons why Nolan Ryan never threw over to first very much is because he had he had such a fast delivery. Yeah. That nobody's going to steal on him because like yeah. I'm going to be out, right? So I agree. I think it's the little guy. I think it's the pitcher who's trying to make his mark. And honestly, there are some pitchers who have great pickoff moves, and others that. Just don't oh, can't yeah. do it. Like I you know? think of
0: Verlander yeah. a lot right. in this. And again, I'm testing my baseball limits here because I'm immediately what I think of in this is in basketball when they started taking away the arm check rule mm-hmm. where you couldn't body somebody, right. they had to kind of let them go by. And that's a little bit of what this kind of feels like is Okay, now you're taking away a defender's ability to defend. Right. And so uh, I'm just guessing I'm trying to put myself in a new light here cuz it does remind me of a couple other options. This right. is, it's just baseball's moment to do the same.
1: It, it really is. It's it's their way to say we want to make things more exciting. We want to speed yeah. up the game. Um, we want to limit what the pitcher can do. Um and I honestly the last I don't know 5 five or 6 years the league has turned into a power hitting either yeah. i'm going to hit a home run or i'm going to strike out league and I, I question this rule a little bit because we're now we're limiting the pitchers and if yeah. if baseball needs anything now it needs better pitching yeah um, but you know i get how i get the whole mentality of you know the league wants to have a product out there that's exciting the guys hit the ball mm-hmm you know there's action going on so yeah. this this really promotes that more than anything else I,
0: yeah i think so and just to throw one more question at you too mm-hmm. do you think that this rule will make really good pitchers and let's say on a scale of 1 to 10 like a 7 okay all of a sudden a 7 is going to be worth three times as much compared to what they're worth right now and i mean we're already talking about massive contracts because if you can play under these strains right and you can do well, all of a sudden, that amount of pitchers, and we're already kind of in a pitching drought right now right. in comparison to what we used to have, mm-hmm. that pool gets even smaller. Yes. And you make teams even more desperate. And now you're dealing with, well, let's face it, a lack of a position. And you're going to see that we kind of become the Wild West all over again where mm-hmm. contracts and negotiations are taking place outside of you know governed windows that you really want them to be just as the NBA did years ago with guards, right? Um, I don't know. This is a, a rule that's so interesting because it's so simple, and yes, there's some math involved, mm-hmm. but baseball can do it. Yep. But it opens up a lot of opportunities for really good and really bad things to happen. Right. And so I'm just kind of that's where my mind goes. Yes. And I, you, as a fan, it's kind of interesting to hear your perspective on it. So
1: whenever you add a rule to a sport. Two things happen. Number one, some players can't adapt to it. They yeah. just can't. Um, the NFL is a great example. When they started really cracking down on pass interference, some defensive backs just couldn't no. not interfere. They just couldn't. Yeah. You know? I
0: remember when someone wore boxing gloves in practice because they couldn't grab. Right. Like that was that was a thing. thing.
1: Yeah. yeah, So that that's one thing that happens is some players just get weeded out. Um, but the other thing that happens is um, pitchers adapt, right? They yeah. will – I mean – Believe me, there are a lot of pitchers out there, and the pitch clock is more going to help with this, but I've seen pitchers where every time they get the ball back from the catcher, they walk around the mound, they take the ball out, they rub the ball, they adjust their hat, they're doing all these things between every pitch. Yes. (laughs) Now with the pitch clock, they can't do that. They have to get right back there and pitch. So a lot of guys, it throws off their rhythm. Does that mean their pitching won't be as good? Probably, right? So... You know, there are a lot of things are gonna. Ha- this is a big year for baseball. There's yeah. a lot of things that are gonna, that have changed, and we're gonna see a lot of players either succeed with it and thrive, or just not not be able to do it. Man,
0: it yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. Mm-hmm. There's so much going into this year, and not to blow it up, but. A generations on the line here like it really fans. is
1: it is it's
0: been on the line for a long time yeah and they're but, they're losing them
1: yes well i, I always tell people the nfl is the number one sport in america it probably always will be
0: yeah it grew again this year
1: it grew again baseball used to be two in fact baseball used to be one before the nfl really yeah. took off now baseball's third now the nba is second yeah. i i believe
0: no it definitely is and, yeah. and there's more competition than ever because mm-hmm. soccer's been growing. Soccer, yeah. And then we have more women's sports as well that takes away a lot of fans. I, I think yep. people forget that baseball was one of the most equal sports in fandom out there for a while. Like oh, yeah. Football is majority is male. It's starting to kind of balance out. But baseball used to be almost as many women as men because right. softball was out there. Yep. And now softball's growing too. It's, it's healthy growth. But baseball doesn't have its market the way it used to because... Yep there's just more market to be had. There's
1: more market to be had so be- and and I I applaud baseball for doing something. Yes. They didn't just sit back and say this is how we've done it for 150 years. They're actually making changes so I applaud them for that. Yeah. I'm really curious to see how things go this year because there will be there will be um games that are decided on these rules. Yeah. And you know what? That's that's the way it goes, right? So, man,
0: no, you're you're <laughs> kind of swinging me that way now because I'm like, all right, yeah, this is this could open up, yeah, a slew of problems. It, it, could. Um, it could on the managerial side, oh, on the yeah. balance side. We could see a team with, like, I just think of that one Tigers team that had was it Verlander, Max Scherzer, Scherzer. Yep. and then we had the oh, I'm forgetting his name, he all Cy Young winners, yeah. Um, forgive me, baseball fans, yeah. um, we'll get there, but. What if a team develops three mm-hmm. three all-star pitchers mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the rest of the conference doesn't have any? Right. Because they can't adapt to those rules. Or talent drought just is a drought. I mean, right. the NBA went through this in the mid-2000s where I think of those LeBron teams back at Cleveland. Nobody could play on that team. Right. Ron, right? right. I mean, Allen Iverson, it's a miracle he got those 76ers in all one to the finals.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that stayed around until about... 08, 09, 010, and we started to see a change. Baseball, things are cyclical, and it's going to happen again, and we're starting to see that happen where the development in the United States is disappearing. Foreign players are being brought in, which incredibly talented, but mm -hmm. you also need to keep homegrown sports because that's where the main fandom is, is here in the United States. Otherwise, you have to leave and go to other conferences. And Japan's got a great baseball Mm -hmm. community. They do. Korea's got a great baseball community. What's holding back the best players from going over there sometimes? And I mean, that's not close, but it it is something that is in the mind of if you don't have baseball fans here, we're not going to have good MLB baseball.
1: Right. I I liken the pitcher in baseball almost to the quarterback in football, right? Yes. The pitcher in baseball. Pitching is a very hard thing to do. Yes, right? yeah. there are very few people that can succeed, and very few. Mm. And baseball needs to address that because you're right. At some point, there's just not going to be enough people that can pitch. There just yeah. aren't, and they need at to the level either, you want at the level you want. So they either need to raise up the mound to make pitching easier. They need to, they need to do something. So all these pitchers aren't, A, blowing out their arms, getting Tommy John surgery. Um, I mean, it's it's crazy, you know? Yeah. But it's like they need to fix the pitching problem in baseball and because, yeah, if
0: you don't have good pitching, you're never going to win. I'm going to give you one nerd moment because you just made me have an aha moment I completely forgot about. Uh-huh. But it's almost been 10 years, almost exactly, since I stopped playing baseball because I remember, and I, I should say I remember I left baseball and the controversy at the time was Tommy John surgery was a controversy because mm-hmm. you could get a stronger arm from it Heck than what yeah, was natural, right? Yes. We never talk about that anymore. <laughs> Not at all. Everyone's gotten yes. it. Yeah. So it is kind of funny to me that, amazingly, baseball has kind of found its way past its controversies and still continue to move yeah. in a, a decent direction, whether it's positive or negative. At least they're moving, Yeah. right? Right. But it is kind of interesting to see, yeah. like, that was a big deal years ago. It was surgery. And well, now we're yeah. getting to the point where it's like pitch clock. We're changing the way the game looks. Yeah. The fields are all different. Like we're just mixing it up as much as mm-hmm. we go. And we barely talk about it.
1: And and the funny thing is that some pitchers get Tommy John before they get hurt. Yeah. They know That's arm, the other part. Yeah, yeah. They know they're going to eventually need it. And for those who don't know what Tommy John surgery is, it's a surgery where they take a ligament out of your leg and they put it in your arm. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're basically putting a bigger, stronger ligament in your arm, most notably your elbow, because when you pitch at, you know, as hard as you can, um, there's so much strain on your elbow that guys will blow up that tendon, right? They'll, they'll wreck their arm. So a lot of pitchers are saying, I'm not even going to wait to get hurt. I know I'm eventually going to need it. Let's get it done now. I don't know if I like that <laughs> because no. it's it's really kind of I mean you're you're changing your body which uh, I don't know if that's good so
0: yeah and it's amazing like that was a huge controversy yeah
1: oh it was yeah we barely
0: talk about it now I remember we used to have like a list of all the guys. They got Tommy John. Right. And it was like, oh, don't be like these guys. Right. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, if you're playing baseball, you can't be like those guys.
1: And for those of you who are wondering, Tommy John was the first pitcher. His name was Tommy John, and he yeah. got the surgery. So they mm-hmm. called the surgery after him. So,
0: boom. There, there you about. go. Well, I think this is a fascinating role. And it was kind of a conversation along the way, just a deep dive of where baseball is and yeah. kind of the pulse of what's going on. Right. But I guess I should ask straight up do you like this role, hate this role, dumb role? Where are you at? I like it because it shakes things up. And yeah. I
1: think when I go to a game, I want to. I mean, I don't need to see constant action, but I don't also don't want to sit there for five minutes while the pitcher walks around the mound and adjusts his hat and steps off the rubber and blah blah blah. You know, it's just like, come on, you know. So,
0: I agree. I actually, we're going to be in lockstep on this. As much as I, I do worry about this opening up other things. Mm-hmm. Baseball needs it. They like, do. Baseball needs something. They need something and, to shake it up. Yeah. You know, keep trying stuff out, see what works, because you do have a generation of fans on the line here it mm-hmm. could be another you know 10 15 20 years before you get them back right. and that's a long time to survive if you think about it the home run derby
1: in the late 90s was your generation really yeah. and that what that's what brought all the fans back in that was all great and everything Now we got another generation coming up. It's 20 years later. We need to figure something out.
0: Yeah. No, and my generation barely watches baseball. We use it more as just like a fun day out, and we really don't know what the team is. We don't know the players. And these integral rules that are important to the caretaking of the game should be held by the fans. Mm -hmm. Because that's who's raising the next group. That's who's bringing it up in popularity. And we don't. Totally agree. It's something to think about. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) Well, Awesome. Well, any parting thoughts before we head out? Uh, No, I think that's it. Awesome. Well, we covered plenty. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to get in contact with the show or listen to past podcasts, visit our website at that'sadumrule.com. Otherwise, tune in next time for another Dumb Rule.